This is a place where real masculinity is painfully learned, deeply celebrated, and aggressively deployed. We are committed to training you how to fight the war against all that is fighting you. This is the Dangerous Man Podcast. Welcome to the Dangerous Man Podcast. I'm Matt Fortin. I'm here with my good friend, pastor, and brother in Christ, Rory Lawrence. What's up? Hey, Rory. Excited to do this thing with you. We finally got it off the ground and running. Why don't you tell us a little bit about what this podcast is and uh, who you are? Heck yeah, man. Episode one. I'm excited for it. Um, My name's Rory. I am 40 years old. That's a that's a that's a new one. Uh, just turned forty this year, um, but yeah, a little bit about myself. Um, kind of grew up, a screw up a little bit, uh, a lot of it actually. Made a lot of mistakes, and uh, you know, do you ever you ever learn through the process of failure? Uh, that was my mo. I would try everything and anything, and uh, it didn't always benefit uh, me or people around me. But uh, through a series of chaotic events. Um, uh, God kind of brought me through some pretty hellish stuff and um, was able to kind of turn my life into uh, something that I honestly never thought it would be. And like I said, through this series of chaotic events, uh, I ended up becoming a pastor. <laughs> I don't know how that happened uh, outside of just saying yes to the calling of God that that he put on my life and... Um, uh, yeah, if somebody would have told me I was going to grow up to be a pastor, I would have been like, dude, you're way too high right now to even, uh, yeah, I wouldn't even know what to say. Um, I would have told them they're a liar and they need to go somewhere. But, uh, yeah, I ended up, uh, planting a church in Nashville, New Hampshire. Uh, we planted Legacy Church four years ago Woo-woo! and, uh, my wife and I, and, um, man, we've been loving and leading people in the city ever since. And I've uh, been in ministry for probably about 12 years and, uh, love it, love people. And, um, yeah, <laughs> that's, that's in a nutshell for now. <laughs> yeah. And Rory and I met, uh, about six, seven months ago. Um, my sister brought me to this church, uh, in Nashville, New Hampshire, a legacy church. And ever you be- since You better then, thank her. You better thank her. Oh, she knows. You owe her. I owe her big time. <laughs> And uh, ever since then, we've just been uh, trying to work on some things together, and this podcast has been number one uh, yeah. since we met. Um, and so give me, hold on, give me a little backstory about you, because I had to say my piece, so you got to say yours. Oh, come on. No, gonna, you have to. <laughs> I will force you to talk. <laughs> so a little bit of background uh, about me. I grew up in church, um, went with my family uh, every Sunday. Love the Lord. Uh, kind of fell away from him a little bit in college and high school, um, just as most every other young adult does. And he was calling me back uh, about two, three years ago when the world kind of shut down and COVID hit and uh, lost my job, uh, was furloughed, and kind of had more free time on my hands and wanted to, you know, do something. And he, he was really calling me. Um, to work and and do things for him, and ever since then, I've really made it a priority to get right with him and turn my life around. And Rory's helped me through that tremendously, um, just by leading me to God and just helping me work through some of my struggles. It's been awesome. Nice. And um, 
so why don't Rory, why don't you tell us a little bit about uh, the vision and where you see this podcast going and um, how it kind of came about? Yeah. So for those of you listening, one, thank you so much for joining into um, what really is going to be an adventure. And uh, for you men, uh, I think uh, Matt and I's desire is to provide value uh, for your lives. And, um, you know, the goal of kind of the Dangerous Man podcast and where that came from, uh, it it was an idea that um, I had kind of had on the table for a little while was a podcast from men, uh, but it really didn't come to light until Matt actually showed up. Um, so, and it's funny how God works that way is God, God will hold the, um, proverbial idea until the one he needs to show up when they show up, then that's when God moves. And so when Matt showed up, um, it's kind of funny. He asked me, he said, Hey, uh, do you have a podcast? I said, um, no, should I? And then that thought echoed in my head for weeks after you asked me, Matt, and I was like, well, Wow, that's weird. Like, should I have a podcast? I don't, I don't know. And then uh, I started like kind of, well, I have this one idea that I'd been sitting on, and but I didn't want to do it myself. And then when we came out of the plane ride, I was like, oh my gosh, like this was it. And so why don't you, I'll switch gears. Why don't you share with them the plane ride coming out? This is where Dangerous Mad Podcast came from. Um, and so when you're, if you're listening, we're going to do a short story about where we came from, and then we're going to get into talking about real masculinity and uh, we got some pretty hard questions and some good challenges for you guys today. And so uh, without further ado, why don't you share the plane story and then we'll kind of move into. Yeah. Topic. So Rory and I went out to uh, man camp out in Ohio uh, this last October. Uh, very um, sobering and life changing experience for both, both of us. Yes. Uh, physically, emotionally, spiritually. Um, just felt so much closer to God after this trip. And basically, short story, we, we hike in, uh, 1,800 other dudes. We have our own camp, about seven, eight of us, and we just developed some bonds with these men in the course of two and a half days uh, that are just going to last a lifetime. And God moved very quickly uh, yeah. through, through these uh, men, and we still have a group chat today and always reaching out to help and support them. Um, Hold on. I want to give a shout out to the man camp guys. You know who you are because you're probably all listening. And uh, we just want to say we appreciate y'all and we miss you guys and we'll see you soon. Can't wait. Uh, So the plane ride home uh, was just uh, my mind was flowing with ideas that God was just giving me, giving Rory. Uh, We didn't have our phones out there the whole weekend. So we were very detached. And when we came back, into, um, I guess you'd say reality with other people. The real world. <laughs> the yeah. real world. Um, it was just so amazing to see how different your mind was working. Um, just well, I think, I think your mind was totally different because you had just got baptized. So, And I'm totally out in you. I don't care. But that was one of the coolest things ever. Uh, I got to baptize Matt in, like, what, 32-degree water? Yeah. That was terrible. <laughs> Oh my gosh, that was freezing. But that was a really cool thing. Really, really cool thing. And your mind was like you were a a variable fountain of ideas. You could tell that God had pushed this 
and said, okay, as soon as these two meet, then we're going to get this thing rolling. And because Matt was a variable fountain of ideas on show topics, different things. And um, it was really just, it was awesome to see that whole plan, the whole plan ride home. We didn't stop talking. Like we were yelling at one point and like no one on the plane even Everyone mattered. Everyone staring at yeah, us. I know. Just like, who are these two idiots? <laughs> so I, I want to get into our first question yeah. since it's the title of our podcast. Roy, what is a dangerous man? What goes into um, an everyday lifestyle of a dangerous man? Yeah. So the the title of the podcast, Dangerous Man Podcast, came about, we had a lot of uh, name ideas that we went through, but really we settled in on this because uh, I believe that a man who is following Jesus to the ump degree, a man is who is given himself over to God's leadership, a man who is submitted to godly authority, and a man who is in control of uh, his life, his livings, how he operates, uh, and a man who has embraced his masculinity the way God says it is, that's a very dangerous man. That is a man who can get things done. It's a man who is not easily swayed. Um, it's a man who can conquer many things because uh, he's operating outside of his own physical and mental and spiritual strength. He's operating out of the the strength of God. And really, the last thing I want to kind of, you know, what really is a dangerous man? It's It's that man who knows he can do these things at great levels, um, but he's in control of that. It's not a man who's given unto his emotions. It's a man who uh, is dominant over his emotions. He's dominant over his his thoughts. He's dominant over, uh, and I say dominant, but I don't mean, I mean, you're taking control. You know, you're taking control of your life. You're taking control of things, and you're putting action to the calling that God's given you. Yeah, there's definitely a difference between saying what you're going to do and putting everything into action and taking those steps to lead. And that's what leadership is, is taking the action, getting the people around you, your support group to do that. Um, so as men, who are we supposed to look to as a role model? Um, is it a, an old Western cowboy? Is it a Guy on TV. Yeah. Is it? What, what like, was it for you when you were growing up? Like, was there like a, a masculine thing that you were like, I idolized to be like Captain America or something? Was there any like superhero like, did you the, dress up as? I was the weird dinosaur kid. That yes. was like, dinosaurs are awesome. <laughs> dinosaurs were everything. I, it's yeah. so, you know what's so weird is like, I think when you're like three or four, mm-hmm. like every young boy has this obsession yeah. with dinosaurs. Like, and you I just wasn't like, I wasn't like the, well, some of the kids nowadays think they are actually dinosaurs <laughs> in school crawling around as cats yeah. and dogs. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> but, like, yeah, we, 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 like, we obsess, even at a, at a young age, I think we obsess with these symbols of masculinity and strength and power. And maybe that's why we get obsessed with dinosaurs because they're, like, colossal beasts that roam the earth. And, like, it's attractive, right? Yeah. So was so, there when you were younger, was there anybody that you used to – did you ever dress up as anybody? Uh, Halloween every year I was Scooby Doo. <laughs> Riggy, Riggy, <laughs> you just adri- okay Scooby Doo. All right, I, I think my college, uh, not college. I think my high school days. I could really relate um, to Shaggy, um, just his personality and habits and all that stuff. Yeah, um, I yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so, I think when I was younger, I, I probably. 
I, I, I've always had this affinity to superheroes, but like the, not like the, like, I couldn't stand Superman. I hated Superman. I was like, dude, don't wear your underwear outside your pants. That's weird. Right. Yeah. But Batman, oh, that, dude, that was my dude. That was my dude. I think Batman was definitely like, I was like, that's, I want to be Batman when I grow up. I'm Batman. <laughs> so we, we look to all these, uh, figures growing up as a kid and they all have something that we crave as young boys and that is masculinity that's good and where do we find that as men uh now that we're grown up as young adults and adults um where do we look to that nowadays how do we find it and is it still out there in the culture that we have today yeah i think um you know, if you look around, we're always looking for, whether we know it or not, we're always looking for a definition of masculinity. You know, we see it in, excuse me, we see it in our movies. Um, we see it in culture. We see it in, um, you know, whether it's the books we read, the stories we listen to, uh, even the podcasts we listen to. Um, it's everywhere. And there are images of masculinity all over the place. And they're not all correct. You know what I mean? And so I think, you know, where do we, where do we find masculinity? Well, I think there's a differentiation is where do you find masculinity versus where should you find masculinity? I think where we find it uh, for men nowadays, we find masculinity in what? Like sports. We find masculinity in other men. Uh, You find that masculinity in imagery on social media. You find masculinity in uh, movies, um, I don't know, a plethora of different things. Where should you find masculinity? And that's where we really need to hone in on is what we want to talk about uh, here on the Dangerous Man podcast is where should we find masculinity? Because there is a definite line of what masculinity is and what it isn't. Um, And most of the areas that we see in culture are what masculinity isn't. But the Bible has great definitions of what real masculinity, how God designed it, authored it, and instilled it into us. God can teach us what real masculinity is. Yeah, so in the Bible, um, when you look to people that lived in Old Testament, you look at David, look at um, him slaying a giant. Bro. And, And cutting his head off. Yeah. Like, don't forget that part of the story. (laughs) And you can say that you want to do all these things. You want to be dangerous. You want to be the dangerous man. Right. But David still had to pick up that stone and do it. Yeah. In front of all those other men, too. Like, that's the crazy thing is... uh, and if you don't, can I, can I just talk about that for yeah, a second? Go ahead. So like, I always have this, this thought is you can be a, uh, you can be a 15 year old man, or you can be a 30 year old little boy. Like masculinity is not defined by age. Um, masculinity, I believe is defined by action. Um, so you have, you know, David who in the midst of all his brothers, all these men, quote unquote, men on the battlefield, and you have Goliath mocking God. And then you have this little shepherd boy who's like, Today, I'm going to show you what masculinity is all about. 
I'm going to throw stones. I'm going to cut your head off, and I'm going to parade around town with your corpse, or sorry, your head, and I'm going to show everybody, like, I'm going to stand for you. I'm not I'm not going to allow God to be mocked. Like, that, whew, bro, that's real masculinity. When you stand up when no other man is standing up, that's, that's real masculinity. So... David, we look at him as a warrior, a soldier, someone that fought for God. And what what is that duty? Like, what what does that entail? Um, what is the responsibility that that person holds to uh, fulfill in his calling? Yeah, I think, um, you know, it's, it's actually a big weight you know it's it's i'll just say this guys listen to be the man that god's called you to be it's going to take everything out of you everything you got and then some like you know this this it, it's such a responsibility because if if we go back to the way god's designed it, if we go back to the way that um he established us as men. You know, you look at, he brought us in, he created us out of dirt. It's why whenever we're out in nature and camping and fishing and, and doing all this stuff, it's why we feel the most at home with God because we're, we're in the most intimate place that we can be with him. And it, it's funny, like if you ever go, um, if you're a camp, like I, I love to camp, I love to fish, I love that stuff. It's, it's honestly, it's amazing. But when you're out there, like I've heard guys say this for years and years and years, I feel the most at home or the most connected to God when I'm out in the woods or when I'm on the tea time and the dew's on the grass and and I'm about to tee off and the sun's coming up and like, you know, they're on the they're on the field and everything. And like they, that's where we connect with God. Why? Because that's where we were created. So when we for men, for us to really be masculine, we have to go back to where we were created, who created us and where he created us. And he made us out of the dirt. And so sometimes you just gotta get outside. You know, we, we surround ourselves with, with all fake material and sheetrock and walls, and we, we live inside with temperature-controlled everything, and we're so removed from, from our created atmosphere. And so really to embrace and to, to, to live out all that God's called you to, to live out is, is a massive responsibility, and, and you have to break your atmosphere in order to uh, embrace your masculinity, I would say. And Adam was created to be a warrior. He was created to defend the garden. Yeah. And I want I want to get a, into scripture a little bit here um, to go into 2 Timothy. Um, I'll, we'll put the we can put verses the, yeah, in we'll the, put in the description. We'll put in the show notes. And um, so we'll get into 2 Timothy chapter 1, uh, verse 7. It says, For God has not given us a spirit of fear and timidity, but of power, love, and self-discipline. Right there, that's dangerous. Power, love, love. and self-discipline. Those are three huge qualities that you can take to be a dangerous man. And we'll go in a little more into Scripture here, so continuing verse 8. So never be ashamed to tell others about our Lord, and don't be ashamed of me either even though I'm in prison for him. This is uh, Paul uh, talking to us from in prison. Uh, with the strength God gives you, be ready to suffer with me for the sake of the good news. And right there, 
you need to hone into getting in scripture, getting in God's word and suffering for him, doing whatever it takes to get yourself right uh, with God and wanting to become a warrior and a good soldier for him. And so we'll go into um, 2 Timothy chapter 2, verse 3 says, Endure suffering along with me as a good soldier of Jesus Christ. Soldiers don't get tied up in the affairs of civilian life, for then they cannot please the officer who enlisted them. And athletes cannot win the prize unless they follow the rules. And hardworking farmers should be the first to enjoy the fruit of their labor. Think about what I'm saying. The Lord will help you understand all these things. And so that is what a good soldier means um, to be for Christ. And I just want to ask you as listeners, what has God called you to do? I want you to really think. Think on that. Um, get into prayer to know what you what your purpose is for your life, and that's what this podcast uh, is for. That's what we envision. We want to develop, disciple, deploy dangerous men into this world that fight for truth, yes. that tear down generational strongholds, and we just want you as men to experience your full God given potential. Yeah, God's guys, listen. God's created you for uh, on purpose for a purpose. Uh, I used to hear somebody say that all the time, uh, but on purpose for a purpose, and that's that's the reality. Is God has created you to be the only you that will ever exist, ever. Like there'll never be another Matt Fortin that does what you do, looks the way you look. There'll never be. There might be people with the same name, but there will never be another you created the way that you are. And men, uh, it's up to us to step up, own the responsibility, and to, uh, like Matt said, disciple, develop, and deploy. Um, That's kind of a a little bit of our mantra is, um, you know, it's up to us to grow ourselves. It's it's up to us to be the men that God has called us to be. It's not up to us to live in comfortability. It's not up to us to avoid all the pains and problems of this world. It's up to us to embrace the pain and problems, let pain teach us, let the hurts that we deal with, let them teach us, learn our lessons, um, and, and embrace our masculinity. Like I'm so sick and tired of this, this war on men and toxic masculinity. Oh my gosh. Like, no, like people need to understand your, your masculinity isn't toxic. It's missing. Like like it's missing. It's not developed or it's underdeveloped or it's just not there at all. And, and when we say masculinity, like, um, I'm not talking about like, I'm this big giant burly weightlifting, like I just yell at things to get out of my way. Like I'm talking real, like, like, like earlier in the scripture, it said, you know, a good soldier. Why, why are soldiers feared? Cause they're what? Dangerous. They're dangerous. That's why people fear soldiers because they're dangerous. They're trained. They're trained professionals. Men, it's up to us to grow in our training. Amen. Somebody to grow in our training. Stop trying, start training. Yes. Stop. Try. Listen, listen, I hear so many people all the time. Oh, I'm trying to get better. I'm trying to lose weight. I'm trying. Man, that's great. You can try for a very long time. Stop trying. Like men, listen to me. Stop trying. 
right now. Knock it off. Stop trying. And start training to be the man that God wants you to be. So, Roy, I got to start training, right? What, what, what am I? Go ahead. What do I train for? What, what am I standing for? <clears throat> what am I pursuing? I'm, I'm just one guy. Like, what am I? What am I supposed to do? So that's that's the tough part. Is I think, you know, you think about that idea of like, I'm just one person. What can I really do? What can I really change? Um. I think men, and for those of you listening right now, I hope you'll hear me on this. Um, you may be one voice, and you may think you are unable to change the world around you. But there's a lie that Satan has told the world, as one man cannot change the world. That's an absolute lie. That's that's an absolute lie from the pit of hell. And it can go back to the shadows where it came from because I'm going to tell you right now, um, one man can change the world. One man can change his world. One man can change his home. One man can change his marriage. One man can change his children. One man can change his legacy. But that one man needs to realize that his voice actually does hold power. It does hold weight. So, for example... um, where was I going with that? <laughs> oh, for example, uh, you have an entire culture that is filled with absolute lies right now of every level of craziness. And so, you know, what can you do? How can you um, – what was the question again? <laughs> Sorry. How can what, you – yeah, what can, what man, what can one man yeah. do? Yeah. What can one man do and what can he stand for? Well, one man needs to understand the power of his voice. Um, dad, if your father's out there, give me a shout out dads. Yes. Um, listen, if you are a man leading your family, you can change their world. Um, so we have this whole culture of lies and just garbage everywhere. Um, you want to live dangerously, start speaking out against it. Don't allow the enemy to whisper lies into your children's ears. Do not allow the enemy to listen to whisper lies into your wife's life. Do not allow the enemy. Men, y'all, y'all are your worst enemy. We are, aren't we? We're our own worst enemy. Oh left, man. Left to our own devices, no good. No, none. Remember when God created Adam, he was like, Oh, this not good. He's like, not good for man to be alone. And you know what? We have this massive uh, isolated culture of men. Like, oh, we don't hang out. We don't connect with one another. Like, guys, just I'm just the lone wolf. I don't want to go down that rabbit trail, yeah. but you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. we have this isolated culture, and we've allowed that to be like, oh, men are just the workers, and they just do their thing, and they just do what they're told, and blah, blah, blah. Men built this country. Men built this world. Men were given dominion over the garden in the beginning. And even though we broke that, God repaired it through the sacrifice of Jesus Christ and, and brought us back in a connection and relationship with him. And because of that, you're now given dominion again. So to accept your masculinity, really, men, you need to hear me on this. When you accept your masculinity from God, you're accepting dominion over creation. Amen. That's, that's empowering and absolutely frightening at the same time, right? Because it's like, I have how much responsibility? But that's what you got to understand, men, is you got to understand that God has called you 
to be dangerous, to stand against the lies of the enemy, to stand and protect your families, to stand uh, and say, you know, no, 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 we're not going to allow you to do those things here because that's not right. I mean, could you think of a better time to stand up for what's right right now and what's scriptural than any time in your life? I mean, I've only been alive for 40 years, but wow, we, we've descended quite a bit oh, in yeah. 40 years. <clears throat> Excuse me. So I just want to wrap up with a couple final thoughts here. Um, first one that comes to my mind is suffering for God, and that to me is worth it. Doing everything we can to get into his presence, to pray, to get into scripture, to know it in our hearts and just willing and able to suffer for him, to make this world better. Uh, Another one is starting to learn to lead you, your family, your friends, and just taking that responsibility, taking... um, courage to step into that and wanting to just make the people around you better. And lastly is repenting and developing a relationship with Jesus. Yeah. Real quick. Can I jump on that? So when you talk about repentance, I I think that goes back to like we were talking about before about, uh, you know, being a good soldier, being dangerous. Um, a, A dangerous man is a repented man because a repentant man is clean, cleansed of his sins. And, you know, so many of us men, myself included, is we can become absolute slaves to sin. And guys, you know what I'm talking about. And the crazy thing is when you're trapped, when you're locked down by that, um, the enemy is not intimidated by you. When you have, when he has a, a, a sin hold in your life, a stronghold, um, you know, with sin in your life, when he has that, oh man. You're, you're not a threat. You're tied down. You can be easily controlled. But what makes you dangerous, men, is your willingness to repent. Repent of your sins and get back with Jesus. Be cleansed, be moved, and it gives you strength. Um, listen, God, God is not a performance-driven God when it comes to what he wants you to do. Yes, he wants you to do it. He wants you to step up. He wants you to live out the way he's designed and called you, but... Just because you're not doing well doesn't mean he doesn't still believe in you. That's correct. And men, I'll lead you right now in a repentance prayer. You can say in your head, or you can yeah. repeat it while you're driving in your car. Um, save it. Say it later when you get your quiet time with the Lord. Um, here we go. So, Lord, I come to you now with a humble and repentant heart. I am aware of my sins, and I confess to you that I am a sinner. I confess all of my sins, known and unknown. Help cleanse me from the sins that I cannot see. I know that you are faithful and just to forgive them. I ask you, Lord, to free me from the sinful strongholds in my life. Help me to turn from my wicked ways and get to know your ways. Thank you for sending your son, Jesus Christ, to the cross to die for me. Thank you for your everlasting love and amazing grace. I believe your promises, and I receive your forgiveness. In Jesus' Jesus mighty mighty and and dangerous name, name. amen. Come on, man. Listen, that's, there's freedom in that prayer. That was good. So, men, also, if to go into your Bible, you can also pray Psalm 51 or Psalm 103. Those are two really good repentance uh, prayers, and just 
Get into your Bible, man. That's what I want to tell you today. Get to know that word. Dude, Get that's, to know God's that's word. That's your weapon. It's, that's it, your weapon. It's so powerful. That's your weapon, man. The, the, that's the thing that, that equips you. That's the thing that gives you strength when you don't have any. It's the thing that convicts you when you need to be convicted. Um, it's the thing that challenges you, trains you, changes you. Um, and it's also the framework in which God lays out how to be a dangerous man because a dangerous man is a man led by God. You can't, <laughs> the world hates men who are led by God. I mean, just look, look around now. They don't want, no, nobody in culture wants men leading. Nobody. Because that would change and overthrow everything that everyone else has been able to pillage and enjoy um, for centuries. If godly men lead, when godly men lead, the landscape changes. When godly men lead, the enemy loses. When godly men lead, marriages get better. When godly men lead, uh, men learn to become men and learn to be... I mean, I, I say it like this all the time. Masculinity cannot beget femininity, and femininity cannot beget masculinity. It takes men to teach men, and it takes men to teach boys how to become men. That's great. So, gentlemen, as we send you off today, I just want to let you know uh, we all struggle, we all fail, but we can be born again new each day by our daily repentance and learning to accept Jesus as our Lord and Savior. And that is one of the major, major keys to becoming a dangerous man. And so thank you, men, for joining us today. Yeah, thank you guys for listening. Uh, check us out next week for episode two. You want to give them the title, Rory? I know you like this one. <laughs> Dude, this is my favorite. So next week we're going to talk about how dangerous times call for dangerous men. And so we're going to be unpacking that episode two next week. Thank you all for joining us. And we will just ask that you share this out, man. Share this out with a brother. Share this out with a friend. Um, and thank you so much for joining us today on the Dangerous Man podcast.